planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome to episode 361 of the Ever Black podcast. On this episode, we are joined by Anton Cabanon from Beast in Black, whose new album From Hell with Love comes out this week on February 8th. We spoke about uh, all the influences behind the album and uh, their tour they did with Nightwish, and uh, things also got a little geeky as well as we spoke about his love of manga, anime, and uh, our own action figure collections and what we collect. That was uh, pretty cool. Uh, it's just a really, really cool guy. It was just a fun chat. And the album itself is just phenomenal. Uh, it's heavy. It's got all these 80s influences. It's good driving music. Pumps you up. It's one hell of a ride. All right, before my chat with Anton, we just have to mention that this episode is brought to you by Blacklight Art and Design, who are the go-to for all our screen printing needs. They've done all our shirts and hats for Ever Black Media, and they've got such a quick turnaround. I highly recommend checking these guys out. Go to www.blacklightad.com.au. The show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business. Check them out at www.rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout-out to the boys at Lumberpunks Axe Throwing Club, who now have two venues in Queensland, one in Miami and the Gold Coast, and the other in West End in Brisbane. Lumberpunks Axe Throwing is a destination suitable for solo adventurers, date nights, bucks nights, birthday parties, hens nights, all different types of occasions. It's just a hell of a lot of fun. And it doesn't matter what music you listen to either because you get to choose the soundtrack while you're chucking axes like a badass. It's so much fun. All sessions are 1.5 hours in length and comprise of a safety induction, instruction on tactical tomahawks and hatchets, and then competitive play with your mates. Now, if you mention Ever Black in your booking notes, you receive 10% off your session. Uh, terms and conditions apply. So, uh, yeah, get onto it, guys. And uh, shout out to uh, Lumberpunks for giving us that uh, discount for all our listeners. Thanks, guys. You're legends. Absolute legends. All right. Here is my chat with Anton from Beast in Black. Enjoy. Anton, how are you, man? Uh, very nicely. Thank you. Like, just getting ready for the upcoming headline tour and album release so there's a lot of work but it's a good thing absolutely the new beast in black album from hell with love comes out on february 8 and first things first how cool is that album cover am i right <laughs> oh well, thank you very much happy to hear that you like it like i'll tell this to the guy who made made the album cover he'll be happy who came up with it it was based on a draft that Roman Ismailov made. That's the guy who made the cover, uh, a good friend of mine. It wasn't actually the original idea, but in the end, it worked out better this way, that we used this draft and finished it into this album art. Uh, the thing is that he and I, we both like these guys like Boris Vallejo, Luis Royo, uh, mm -hmm. Ken Kelly, Frank Frazetta. We are a fan of 
their art. So uh, with Roman, we've created lots of like uh, drafts and other stuff in the past. So it, it was again like a great thing to work with him on, on something new. And he really knows how to make the uh, beast image for the band with his album covers. We, we like it very much and we're happy that people seem to like it as well. It's got to be on shirts, right? You can have that on shirts. Yeah, yeah. There's, I think, already uh, our label did some basic design based on that, which is, I think, available uh, in their homepage, Nuclear Blast's homepage, somewhere there. And on tour, we are going to sell also the T-shirts with that image. So Some of those shows have sold out, am I, am I right? That's a big tour. It's a pretty big tour. Yeah, we have like 30 shows or something coming up uh, now in the spring. Uh, most of them are in Finland and Germany, but some other countries as well. There's like more sold out shows coming like quite soon because we're like aware of the ticket sales and we see that, mm. okay, at some venues there's only like not that many left. So there's more and more sold out shows coming up uh, all the time. So it's very good. We didn't expect this. Like when the first album came out, we didn't have any expectations. We just hoped that, okay, that people would like it. We did what we could and it went a lot better than what we expected. And same thing with this tour. We, we like took a risk, like any band takes a risk when they do their first headline tour, but that's necessary. And that's what every band wants to do also. And mm. For a first headline tour, it's like, Wow, like very great. We are very happy with the results already so far, but there's still some time and a few weeks. And in that time, you know, I think sales, ticket sales are just going on all the time. So it's very nice. Yeah, it's kick ass news, mate. What a way to kick off uh, 2019. Indeed, awesome. indeed. <laughs> you can't yeah. ask for anything more. Well, uh, yeah. of course, I mean, the album yeah. itself is phenomenal. And uh, I think the title track itself is it's like a masterclass in songwriting alone. It's it's just insane. It also, it seems the album's got a bit more of an 80s keyboard sort of drive to it. Is that where it sort of starts with when it comes to writing this material? Do you start with those ideas? Uh, every song is born differently. Uh, it can be, you know guitar riff, a vocal melody, or just a ly lyrical line, or a drum beat, or a keyboard riff, you know, mm. I can't really say that I have any specific, like, way of starting a song, like, there's many ways, and the, we didn't aim to make an 80s, like, heavily 80s influenced album, uh, I'm aware that I personally use a lot of, like, 80s influences on most of my songs, but... Mm. We just, when we like uh, had the songs, like selected the songs for the album, like one song, one by one, and later we realized that, hey, like, okay, the wholeness is, after there was this 10, 11 songs, we realized, okay, this is very 80s, like, especially at the time when you're in the studio and hearing the actual recorded versions of the songs, not just the MIDI versions, which are the first versions, since I write the stuff like with Guitar Pro 4, which is a MIDI-based software. So, yeah, it ended up having this strong 80s vibe. Everyone 
has been telling the same thing, but it definitely was not conscious, like, or the aim. But it's always going to be a part of Beast in Black, this 80s, 80s influence. It's cool, though. It sounds fresh. Yeah, yeah we I mean? all are. Like it's... Uh, yeah. I think it's the thing is that, you know, the songs that still play on the radio, like these evergreen hits, many of them are from the 80s. And mm-hmm. there's a reason for that, because those elements in those songs are something that still speak to people even today. It means there's something that stands the test of time. And when you uh, write material like similar to that, like when you take those similar elements and when and combine it in like a different way, that's what we, we are trying to do. And what I think people feel uh, that, hey, this is something familiar that they are like really comfortable with because earlier when they heard something similar, it made them feel good. But since we combine it in some different ways, not exactly like copying the past, it brings this freshness to it as well. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, for me, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I'm actually a really big fan of the original Transformers movie soundtrack. You know, the one Stan Bush, The Touch, and it's got all... Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes, it's good. It's, you know what I mean? So kind of for me, some of those little triggers, triggers that little part in my brain. So... Yeah, you you definitely bang on there, man. It's it's really cool. Well, uh, of course, I mean, you're also you're an anime and manga fan too, I believe, and you've yeah. incorporated that into your lyrics. Is that something that you know you grew up with before music? Was that there before music, or music was first? I I got my first guitar at six years old, and well, I remember. Of course, I watched some cartoons before that, but like anyway, music and Older cartoons were at the same time uh, in my life. I was, uh, and I still am a fan of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Biker Mice from Mars, cartoons like that. And they had great soundtracks, in my mm. opinion. I, I love that. Those opening themes always got the blood boiling in a good way, like positively. Um, the anime was also a part uh, of my childhood but not as strongly as it started to be later in mm. I think 2006 when a good friend of mine like from childhood friend introduced this Japanese berserk manga and anime to me well first anime but I was hooked on, on it right away from the first episode and then after the last episode I, I just it, it's such a cliffhanger of all times that I had to know what happens so I just started to read the manga <laughs> uh, and ever since i've been like a huge fan of that and writing songs about berserk and that was the crucial year i think 2006 if i'm not mistaken are you a collector as well because you mentioned turtles because man you wouldn't believe it you mentioned that stuff i'm literally in my office where to my left i'm looking at my whole turtles collection in front of me i've oh, got no. my biker mice and to the left, uh, to the right, sorry, I've got all my Transformers, mate, like, and, and real Ghostbusters as well. So you're just it's rattling like, off all, all my stuff. Yeah, well, I do collect stuff, you know. Uh, whenever I see all, like, these uh, cartoon figures, like action figures, I, I get those. And I 
collect also like dinosaurs, small dinosaurs. I have like this glass vitrine. There's almost hundred of those. And actually, at the moment, I'm looking at uh, Rocksteady and Baxter Stockman. Like I have those next to my laptop here as well. <laughs> like, I think these are the original uh, toys, and I got them from Roman Ismailov, who made the album cover. He bought them to me like as a gift. He saw them in his home in, in the city where he lives and he brought them to me in Helsinki one one day I think last year or two years ago as well and there's berserk uh, berserk related like figures and items here and all of them actually are gifts from fans and friends so but I do collect that stuff myself as well oh awesome man uh, that's see that's yeah that's I'm all about metal and uh and action figures I'll send you a photo once we go off on the collection. Right. I'm all about it, mate. I'm all about it. Well, uh, you also toured with Nightwish. I could imagine that would have been one hell of a party. Who who drank the more, the most out of you guys? Well, uh, well I think Kasperi and Atte are the other guitar player and the drummer. They're pretty, they're heavy beer drinkers, let's put it this way. <laughs> That's their favorite drink. But it was like, some days we partied more, some days less, but it was a great tour overall. The atmosphere was great. You know, it's like a bunch of friends together on the road. It was a huge crew. You know, Nightwish is such a big band that it, it's like 60 people or something or 50 people, like, overall. So, but, you know, the the band itself, the Nightwish and the crew, everyone was great towards us, very helpful, and we... I had a great time after every show. We went to meet fans at the merch desk and we had so many new fans. They told us like often that, hey, we, we've never even heard of you and now we're like like big fans of yours. And and that's the like best thing that we can hope for uh, from that kind of a tour. And that was the whole purpose. Like when you go on tour, you have, as a new band, you have to mm. gather as much new fans as possible and and that was very helpful uh, regarding our upcoming headline tour because that also helped the ticket sales for this upcoming tour a lot. We played for so many people in Europe in those same cities where we're returning in in a month or one and a half months from now. So from every perspective, I think it was a great tour. Yeah, and the chemistry within Beast in Black was great. You know, six weeks we just you know had fun. Like apart from drinking, we also had Nintendos in the bus. Like originally it was PlayStation Four, and when I noticed it, I was like, "Hey, I'm not gonna touch that." In in, <laughs> in Germany, like I think first day when we went to Germany, uh, I think it was the fourth fourth show or third show. I went to this shop and bought these two mini Nintendos, like mini NES and mini SNES, and plugged them in, into the bus TV and played those instead of the PlayStation 4. Like all the old games, you know, from the 80s and 90s. Great stuff. I've, uh, I've seen those, but the only, my biggest disappointment is a couple of games on there that they didn't have, like uh, that the old Turtles game, like the arcade oh, yeah. one, Turtles 2. Yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you can always emulate them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another, another one is uh, you're singing Yanis. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, exactly. Mate, as a vocalist, I think 
especially on this one, he just smashes it out of the park. There's, there's stuff on there that I've been trying to learn locally, and it's just insane. Like some of the stuff yeah. he's done is just crazy, man. Yeah, he is kind of a freak of nature, so to speak, in a good way, because uh, he's very hungry to improve himself as a singer. He never sells for like something like half-assed job. You know, when in the studio, he's always like giving a hundred percent, and even if I'm happy with some results, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, this is great already. And he sometimes he's like, no, no, he wants to try more, like just to be sure that there's enough, like like great takes from which to choose the final takes to do the editing and and in live shows he always gives it gives it all he's like dead when we go off stage he's like sweating like i don't know five liters of <laughs> or something like like he's from the shower or something he always sings so well in live shows many singers can sound incredible on the album but then the live situations like cause big problems for them mm. like with all respect to my uh like favorite heavy metal singer rob halford you know great stuff on painkiller but it's really tough like uh pull it off live like what i've seen from mm-hmm. you know from the bootlegs and official recordings i'm like i'm not trying to say anything bad but just as a reference what i'm talking about and yanis he can do like justice for the songs uh, live as well so i mean sounding like uh staying loyal to the originals in live but he actually adds sometimes even crazier stuff in his live versions it's like crazy stuff insane like what the hell in blood of a lion for example, in the ending, he adds some high notes every now and then, like which are not there on the album. He just feels like it, and he's really giving it all. And incredible guy. That's insane. Like he's uh, quickly become one of my favorite vocalists. So uh, he's, yeah, insane. That when uh, the hell are we going to see you guys down here? Yeah, we'd love to. Trust me. It's. I think there's two ways, two correct ways to do it when you are a newbie as a band and you have new territories to conquer, the correct way would be either to uh, support some big band there on, on a tour mm-hmm. or come play at some big festivals. Because you have to make yourselves first known to the wide audience. You cannot jump into the cold water, like do your own headline tour there from scratch, because either uh, in that case, you will end up playing for 20 people in small clubs. So we, mm. we are looking for that kind of a... Uh, opportunity when when there is some like good chance for us to support and we will definitely take it and hopefully it's going to happen soon i definitely hope so too brother but uh in the meantime you got this uh, big tour coming up and the album coming out on february 8 it's a uh, big year man kicking off <laughs> old systems uh, go yeah indeed it is like working our asses off all the time here it's lots of going on but it's a good thing like it's a sign that we're on the right right track. Absolutely, mate. Well, uh, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk metal and, of course, uh, the nerdy stuff too. Because I, I yeah, love that that's, stuff. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the best stuff, best stuff you know. <laughs> I, the geek inside me is very strong. Yeah, yeah me too. Me too. It's a metal thing, okay. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, dude, yeah. hopefully uh, we'll get to see you down here soon. Say hello to all the boys and uh, all the best. And... Uh, 
yeah, we'll see you soon, bro. All right. Thank you. Great talk. So take care, man. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 